Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. I'm Julie, mom of twins, and I invite you on this journey with me of intentional motherhood. Here you will get all the practical strategies to get you out of survival mode and into a more productive and easier mom life. Now you may struggle with your child who seems to worry about everything or have issues they never want to talk about. Well, today I'm joined by New York Times bestselling author Mark Sheverton, who knows exactly what it's like to parent a kid with anxiety. He has a background as a physicist, but found his calling as an author with 27 books and counting under his belt. His latest bestseller, Facing the Beast Within, has some unique opportunities that enable us to better connect with our anxiety-filled kids. Join me as we jump into this conversation, hearing just what that anxiety feels like for our kids. I asked him a few years ago about what did it feel like, the panic attacks, because we've seen the panic attacks, right? And we see them crying and really upset and dragging their feet and their legs become noodles. And But he explained to me the level of hopelessness and despair and dread that he felt during these times. And I was really shocked to hear this. I had no idea. And so being an author, a New York Times author of 27 novels, I decided I needed to write about this and share it with other kids so they aren't alone. And so I wrote this book called Facing the Beast Within the Anxiety of Cameron Poole. Yeah, which I'm blessed to have a copy of and begun reading. And man, for I don't personally really, I think we all have bits of anxiety, of course, but don't personally struggle with it. But reading, you can't help but feel the intensity just by reading it. So I feel like it's just helpful to be able to be more empathetic and understand what the day-to-day looks like. For anyone maybe newer on this journey, I'm still, so my son is in third grade and we realized at the beginning of the year that he had anxiety, like going to therapy and doctor and realizing what we didn't notice, what some things were, distractibility and just different um, anger outbursts and different things, we finally got the root of what was happening. And so I'm personally walking out this journey um, with my son. And so it's, um, it is exciting to have another resource and just to um, understand and we're going to dig into a lot of nuances of how your book does that. I'm curious what you in seeing your son have anxiety, like I know for my son, the weird anger outbursts that were uncharacteristic or just a few things. How did you realize it was anxiety? What did your, what was that journey like so for you guys? I'm fortunate that my wife is the smartest person in the universe mm-hmm. and she studied psychology. And so she recognized it earlier than I did. I started noticing our son started saying, I got an upset stomach. I can't go to school. I, I don't feel well. I'm sick. I got a headache. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, well, you know, I tried those those tricks when I was a kid too, because that you know, given a choice of going to school or staying home, well, I'd rather stay home, even though that was back when you had just network TV and there was nothing on TV <laughs> and you were staying home alone. But you know, I tried those things, and so I thought he was just trying to dodge school, and you know, it just got worse and worse. And what I realized later, his body was reacting to the anxiety, and it was generating all this stomach acid. 
And he was actually getting GERD, gastric reflux. Wow. Because he had so much stomach acid getting pumped into his stomach that he had an upset stomach. Of course he did. And he had headaches. And this was from the stress of he knows what's coming. And his body was doing anything it could. It was in fight or flight mode. And it was trying to fly away and do something so he didn't have to go to school and face this anxiety that he knew was coming because it was every day. Yeah, that's so intense. And I know like, yeah, my son's had a few stomach aches, the few headaches, nothing um, too intense or frequent, but yes, not realizing there's an actual physiological response to the emotional that it really is stomach aches and things like that. And where our piece came from, like the school was asking about ADHD. And I was like, no, I don't really, I don't really see that. I can see some things of what you're saying, but I don't, that doesn't seem to be the right fit. And so I pushed back a little bit and, and I think it can be easily uh, misdiagnosed. There are some similar symptoms and going to therapy is how we for sure landed on that this was actually anxiety, but finding a therapist can be so hard right now. It can become a full-time job to find one. And that is so discouraging and unfortunate for the status that a, that there's so much of a need that they're like, no one has openings and just that that struggle. And so what I find really fascinating and that I love that you took that deeper step within writing your book at the beginning of writing it, you reached out to therapists, you got input and infused them into the book. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that part of the writing process and what you learned from getting their feedback. So we were also lucky. My wife is a college professor. So that means our son gets free tuition. Yay. Nice. (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) Um, But one of her students from years and years ago majored in psychology and got a PhD in psychology and started her own practice. And we were always close friends with her. And so whenever I was writing a book, I wrote, which I bet your son would be interested in, 24 novels about Minecraft. The first book I wrote because my son was cyberbullied while he was playing Minecraft. And it was very traumatic. And so I wanted to write a book to teach him why it wasn't his fault because he thought he deserved this treatment which I learned later, victims of bullying frequently think that. And so I called up our friend, Dr. Jen, who I mentioned in the book, I called, called Jen and said, so what do you say to kids that are getting bullied? And so she told me, these are the things that we do. These is what we say. This is the advice we give. And that went right in the book. So all of my books, I've dealt with different topics about mental health or emotional health or something. And I'd refer to Jen. This time I said to Jen, I have this new book. I'd love for you to look at it. And she said, you know what? And I told her what it was about. And she knew our son very well and knew all of his struggles. She actually evaluated him at one point. And so she said, I'm going to take it to our practice. And we do professional development every Thursday at two or something like that. I'm going to give it, give me a copy for every person. And we're going to read through it. And we're going to give you our feedback and advice. And let me tell you, they read through the whole thing. And they circled areas like I was talking about something where, you know, the big thing with our son about why he was getting anxious, the only thing he could tell us about it was he gets upset because he was afraid he was going to get upset. Well, that's a, that's referred to as a thought loop, which I never heard that terminology before. Well, they told me, hey, that's a thought loop. Okay, that's going in the book. Hey, that breathing exercise, that's called box breathing. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So it's, 
and put that terminology in the book. And so they gave me all this wonderful feedback. They initially criticized me because what we used mostly with our son was distraction. Because if he would sit and be quiet, his fears would amplify in his head because he only had his thoughts to think about. And so we had to distract him as much as we could going to school with music, with audiobooks, doing these things to try to ground him and get him to not focus on his fears. So they added a ton of other anxiety coping strategies like the breathing exercises into the story. And they, you know, they'd have a chapter where the boy starts counting by sevens or something, Cameron. And they would say, oh, you could do this, you could do this. And they'd list like six other things you could include in there as an anxiety coping strategy, which was fantastic, right? Because yeah. there's, there's a wide myriad of different strategies in there that somebody can pick from and say, we could try this maybe. Right. That's huge to have the options. Yeah. Because it's not yeah, a one so size fit all. Th this was such a great thing to be able to incorporate in there. And I know I've read lots of books on anxiety written by PhDs that I'm trying to figure out how to help my son. And those things never seemed very practical or very actionable. Sometimes they were very theoretical. And I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm an engineer at heart. I just want to know what tool do I use? Tell me what tool and I will use it. And I can use that tool really well. And I never found that in, an, in an, any book at all. So I tried to make this book a tool set for parents. Yeah, which is amazing to have a more unconventional tool to use a book and a fun story that they can get into, but that you're incorporating those key phrases. So if you are in therapy with your kid and they are hearing these terms and then they see it in the book, it feels more like a normal situation thing that they do and can relate to. And so that's a huge, it, it's going to reinforce what their therapist is telling them. Yeah. Which certainly gives their therapist more credibility because kids are going to see my book and they're going to see all my Minecraft books and they're going to go, wow, this is really cool. And now he's saying the same thing that my therapist is saying. Yes, that's amazing. And and that's where I wanted to kind of follow that path of they get that reassurance of like, hey, this is this is what I need to do. And this makes sense. What my therapist is saying, how do we as a parent utilize uh, your book? What are some strategies of how or how this works as a tool to help our kids with anxiety? So I was sitting at lunch at work with a friend that I work with, another physicist, and his son was struggling with anxiety. And so I gave him a copy. I've known him for 15 years. I'd known his son since he was born. And so I gave it to him for them to, to read. And of course, his son is really smart because his parents are really smart. So he's totally picking apart my my plot. You know, <laughs> Why are they going into the cave when they know there's monsters in there? <laughs> Why are they idiots? But um, <laughs> But my friend, as smart as he was, he didn't recognize that he could take the strategy that Cameron was doing when he was going into that cave and take that that coping strategy and talk with his son about it. Why, why do you think Cameron did that? Why do you think it didn't work? Maybe because he didn't believe it would work when he tried it. And, and he didn't make that connection until I spoke with him that all of those incidents with Cameron are teaching tools that you could discuss with your kid. Because I know when I would talk with my son about, you know, we couldn't go to school, he got really upset, we had to come home. He's getting blasted with this adrenaline 
overdose, right? So so now after those events, he's incredibly fatigued because his body is filled with over with adrenaline. And that's what happens after a fight fight or flight mode is you're exhausted. And so he can't really talk about it and he doesn't want to talk about it because he wants to go to school and he wants to be like the other kids and he feels like a failure. And he feels like he failed me, which you which is really makes me sad, but I know that was part of it. So he didn't want to relive that event and we never could talk about it and use those moments when he couldn't go to school as teaching tools. But now we can do that with Cameron. We can talk about Cameron and why he couldn't go into the spooky cave or why he couldn't do the ropes course and he gave into his fears. And you can talk about Cameron and it's not a threatening thing for the child, for your kid. And I think that's going to prove to be a really valuable tool because there's so many instances in the book, not where he failed to do something, but maybe he tried a coping strategy and it didn't work and he gave up rather than trying something else. And that is powerful too. It is totally different when you can talk about it for someone else. Cause yeah, I find my, it's very hard to ask questions or to understand what's happening. They just like shut down and they don't want to talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. And so having it be through the context of someone else, that's easier to be like, Oh, well I'll talk about someone else's issue. And they like subconsciously put their own things in there and you can get insight. And, yeah. and and hopefully your son likes the story and he likes Cameron and he's interested in Cameron. Hopefully if the if a kid connects with the character, they're more likely to want to talk about that character because they're rooting for that character to be successful. Yeah. And one piece of this in the book, it's called the beast that he's facing the beast. That's like his name for the anxiety. anxiety. I think that's interesting because one of the big things like we worked on is obviously like naming your emotions and things like that. We're learning more and more how important that is. And, and through therapy, like he has, it's called like the worry bully or Mm -hmm. the what if bully or even stress bully. And it is really helpful. And I've seen a shift in being able to identify and he can distinguish, no, it's not the worry bully right now. It's this one or whatever, like can be helpful. I think that's interesting calling the anxiety the beast. I'm curious where that came from. I realized what the book is about is about confronting that thing inside you that you don't want to confront, that you want to hide from. Yeah. And so facing the beast within seemed like that was a good choice. There was a, That was actually my second choice. I can't remember what my first one was, but there was another book with the exact same title. Oh. <laughs> But when I chose facing the beast within, I realized the beast is his anxiety. And I went back and rewrote the whole book and put in the beast wherever his anxiety was talking about it. Right. And yeah, I think that is so appropriate. And I think that is impactful of how how you began this of hearing from your son and his experience. And I I feel that in the book, like it's a it's a heavy, dreaded thing. And mm-hmm. so it's very eye-opening. And I think using the book as a tool to open conversations because anxiety is a huge uh, range for kids of what they what that looks like for them. But to understand to what level they have this dread and always like Cameron in the book is like always like scanning the room. From what I've read so far, he's always yep. looking for always the what if <laughs> scenario of like, where's yeah. the bad thing? And that's just really eye-opening that, that's exhausting to yeah. 
live like that. And and I realized after I wrote the book that Cameron was, you know, he's part my son, but he was part me because when I was in school, I was always afraid. I don't know about what. I was always what ifing everything. And I, I don't know if I'd say I had anxiety because I could go to class and all of that, but the the what if part when I started writing that in, that resonated with me because I felt that when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we definitely have the what if scenario over here in in our house what and is, <laughs> what is his name? That's that's the what if worry or the what if bully. The what they're if all bully. like bullies. Yeah. So okay. instead of a beast, we have the bullies because they're just like invading his thoughts yeah. and facing the bully him. within. Uh, that, that seems kind of funny. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we're we're our own worst enemy. So often what we our self-talk is always uh, much harder. And so when that's a very loud yeah. voice that doesn't stop. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. That bully is a beast. <laughs> yeah. So. um yeah, I am just really excited that you have kind of taken this journey and, and putting so much intentional effort into having the words that they're going to hear with the therapist and doing the storyline that really showcases even an extreme case, but there's nuances all throughout that you're going to relate to or even um, see things in yourself of like, oh man, I kind of do that and just learn techniques for yourself <laughs> right. as well. It's just a great supplemental resource to keep on going and fresh in mind of how to deal with it. And so I would, yeah, just ask if there's anything else, like when a person gets a copy of your book, which I highly recommend you guys will be in the show notes. We, Mark is a busy guy. We're at number 27. He's not messing around, <laughs> pumping them out. So plenty to choose from, but what is your hope for people receiving this book? as a parent and the kid, like, what do you want them to get out of it? I really hope kids, one thing they get out of it is they will realize they're not alone. Because when we were struggling with this, with our son, you know, we, we weren't in any groups or anything. We were going to therapists, we were going to pediatrician to monitor meds, you know, we were in our own world and we were relatively isolated. And we weren't looking to share this battle with anybody because it's horrific right? And as a parent, I felt like a failure because I knew what was coming every morning and I'm supposed to protect my child from it and I can't. And so I felt alone in the struggle other than with my wife. I'm sure my son felt alone in this because we didn't know anybody else that had anxiety. There was no one else crying as they were walking into school. It was just him. Mm -hmm. And so I think kids are going to read this and feel a, a that Cameron's like a kindred spirit, that they're going through the same thing that they are. And I think that can be really helpful, especially to see somebody vanquish their beast, that maybe it gives them a little hope because my son was completely hopeless. Mm -hmm. But for parents, I, I'm hoping that it opens those dialogues that they could have with their child to make these panic attacks a teaching tool with their kid. Because if you don't understand the fear, you, you can't get past it, right? You, you can't just do distraction all the time because then the fear is still there. And you have to realize that, number one, the fears are a lie. And number two, the fears aren't going to last forever. They're going to go away. And these those were two things my son never really could get his head around. And I'm hoping those things come through in the book and parents can teach that to their kids. 
Yeah, that's so powerful to have hope and that um, it can be tricky to feel swallowed up by anxiety and everything that comes with it. And it's all consuming. And I think we are fortunate, even just in that brief, really, it's a brief amount of time, but just with your son being in college. And now I'm right back where you were like second, third grade. And like, it is a a different world and and mental health is talked about more. And Mm -hmm. we are very transparent and name things. And I think it helped. We're a few steps forward to helping, but it's still can feel lonely, even when there are other people around. And so I think it's great to have another resource and just finding, like we said, each kid is different and that this can be a great tool to unlock when they don't want to share. And that's the hardest part when you want to help and they won't answer. And I, yeah. And it's just like, they like, will say something like lately, my son has just been like, mentioning something and then you're like oh and you're like trying to figure out more but he's like no I don't want and he starts getting angry and he doesn't want to want you to ask questions or talk about it and I'm like I don't uh, what is happening here and (laughs) some of it's avoidance and all of that there's probably different factors here but being like okay let me try let me give it some time and try back later and getting more pieces but I love this as a tool to take it out of there that they can describe someone else because maybe you could say well, whatever your son had said, what if Cameron had said that when he was with his friends? What do you think Cameron would do? Right. Yeah. And, and that becomes that tool to take on his pain. But now you can talk about it in, in terms of the main character. Yeah. Such a powerful tool. And and I'm grateful you've invested. Your your career path took a little detour there and you've invested <laughs> in uh, helping us all in just a whole new world of of doing this. and the adventures of of Cameron Poole and, yep. and dealing with anxiety is, is a huge blessing and help for parents yep. and kids alike. So uh, yeah, please share a little bit more, anything else that you wanted to share, please do so. And just how people can find the book and, and stay up to date on, you're always putting them out. So <laughs> what's well, coming next? I'll, I'll certainly tell you, you haven't gotten to the end yet, right? No, no, I'm still in the beginning. <laughs> on I don't like to Never brag, heard. but I nailed the ending. <laughs> you are going to cry at the end because it's oh, the no. ending is so good. Every time I read it, I get teary-eyed. Um, mm, and thank so, you for the preparation on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really going to enjoy it. It's not sad. It's it's really happy and you're really going to enjoy it. And I'll mention to people who haven't seen the the print copy, you should definitely get a print copy. Um, there's a flip book in it. Mm-hmm. And so meaning there's images in the bottom corner of every page and you can flip through the book and you can see a little animation in the bottom corner. You sent me and it is fun oh, yeah. to see the beast, uh, the yeah. battle and who wins at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can flip through it. Kids love flipping through that book. I've done that in a lot of books and elementary school teachers will put them in their library and they tell me they're getting all beat up because they want to do the flip book. Mm. It's just fun to see that little animation. Sure. But the second book, which is Cameron and the Shadow Race, is going to come out next year. And that's going to deal with not only um, anxiety, but also self-esteem. And so I'm excited about that book. And I think that one came out really good. Oh, that is exciting. Because I think that's another big piece is confidence. Yeah. That self-esteem and confidence is a huge piece of the puzzle as well. So I love that that's the next 
step in the journey. And, and you see Cameron, he's the big hero at the end of this first book. He comes back to summer camp the next year and everybody expects him to be this big heroic kid, but he's still afraid. And so he's living what's referred to as imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks he's more than what he is and he doesn't have that self-esteem. And so that's something he'll have to cope with in the second book. But you could certainly go onto my website and click on themes at the top of the page. And you can see the theme that I put in every one of my books. Mm, and in every cool. book, I have a little quote. I refer to it as just a thought. And I have a little quote where I'm basically telling something to kids that is relevant to the theme of that story. And you can see all those quotes that I have at the beginning of the book on that themes page. Oh, perfect. You might and see, see a theme that's about sibling relationships. And you might go, oh, there's a Minecraft book about sibling relationships. And my kids are obsessed with Minecraft. Well, I had to get it and let them read it. Yeah. I, um, tell me. <laughs> I need to, I need that one, please. <laughs> well, please tell I'm us the to, website. <laughs> so it's on MarkSheverton.com. That's C-H-E-V-E-R-T-O-N. And you can, and themes is on the top menu there. So you can click on it and see it. I don't know that I remember which one is sibling relationships. Uh, trouble, trouble in zombie town. That's, a, that's the one. Nice. And so that's a very popular one. And if you have kids that like Minecraft and you want to get them off the computer, this is the way to do a novel because they feel like they're in Minecraft, but they're off the computer. Awesome. What a great resource. You are full of them. So I love okay. that you have it by theme. That's really helpful. I love categories here and that's just a great way to yep. process things. So now what, what I will tell you that I found interesting when I was homeschooling my son um, and, and when we were going through all of these anxiety battles, I was writing my Minecraft novels. That was surprisingly therapeutic. Many of those themes were probably about what my son was struggling with that subconsciously I didn't realize that. And I've recognized how important it is to have kids write, not necessarily a journal and saying, I feel this, I feel that. But I've had a lot of kids write a story, a fictional short story about something they're dealing with. But instead of it's them being afraid to get up in front of class, it's them in Minecraft afraid to face a big giant spider or something. Mm. I've received thousands of stories from kids over the years that oh. they just start sending them to me. And so parents who want their child to do some creative writing to maybe help them express themselves, they can send those to me and I post them on my website. And then other kids will comment about your story and I read all the comments and if they're mean or disrespectful, they get deleted and they don't make it to the, to the page. So this, this is another place where parents can have their kids write. And there's also a tab at the top called writing tips that you can click on and you'll see all the different strategies I use while I'm writing my books. And I have a short 10 minute video of me explaining this strategy, like how I name characters. There's a whole science to how you name characters. And I describe that and how I use it. And these lessons are meant for kids because elementary school teachers use them in their classes. And so if your kid's interested in writing and they want to write stuff about how they feel, they can use those writing tips and they can email me the story and I'll put it on my website and send them a link. That is so fun and cool. I love it. You're yeah. just full of surprises I'm and full more of surprises. <laughs> you wouldn't expect this from a from a physicist, but stranger <laughs> things have happened, I guess. 
That's amazing. That is so special. So yes, for all of you with um, anyone who might want to write, that could be a, a great other resource and tool to use to work through really any any mental health issue or struggle at school or life to yeah. write it out. That's because I know our, our kids are not big on talking about them, but yeah. for those kids that are fanatical about sports, they could write a sports story and their, their feelings are probably going to leak into that story, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And that could be therapeutic because it's like talking to somebody, right? Sure. Yeah. Just writing a story or like um, my son was into writing comics for a little while, whatever it may be, whatever plot line. Uh, yep. um, yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these resources and putting so much effort into these books and providing a tool for us uh, parents and kids who are dealing with anxiety and and really all the other issues with siblings and all that. So we're all, we're all heading to the website after this, you guys just scroll down and click the link and find the theme you're struggling with right now and uh, get the book. So thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate your time greatly. Yeah, you're welcome. This was fun. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast today. And If you related all too well with today's conversation, my heart goes out to you because I'm in the thick of it as well in dealing with anxiety and just struggling as a mom of how to do that role. So I just want you to know you're not alone and I hope you're encouraged a little bit today of just having deeper understanding of what it's like for them and just allowing that to enable you to be a better support and find awesome resources like this book. Um, that can really help you. And so again, over in the show notes, uh, just scroll down. You can head over to his website, markshevertoncom and the themes section all the way on the right with all the different themes labeled for each book is super helpful. I'm actually really looking forward to kind of picking some and working on other, <laughs> other components like that sibling rivalry and, and friendship and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy um, that resource and can find some great tools, especially with this being around Christmas. If you are listening to this in real time, it's it's a great gift. So whether it's for you or someone else you know, it definitely would be a blessing for them. So, all right, hang in there, mamas. We're in this together. Mm-hmm.